up, everybody? Hey, look, we got Megan back. Ah, anyway, uh, <laughs> just want to tell you, you can come support the show. Come over to Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Create a free account. Watch all of our videos there. Get off of YouTube. They're coming for us. We got our first warning today, baby. Woo! All right. All right. So anyway, uh, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Um, after our conversation with Ryan Christian, we decided to burn our Patreon to the ground so you can still support us over there. Um, so we're going to rock until the wheels fall off over there. So uh, come support us, patreon.com forward slash Truezilla. And, of course, uh, go get yourself a Truezilla t-shirt, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. All right. Enjoy the show. good friend dean reiner of the up is down podcast hi dean how are you very well hello hi what's up man well welcome back like this is great old friends catching up here dude like i wish like you said a little while i wish we were in person for sure but you know this is uh second best so before the show we were chatting um and i was just like man we gotta just start recording so you're telling us so some of our listeners i'm sure we've got a lot of crossover listeners a lot listen to your show uh, maybe some of your listeners listen to our show. For, you know, you're talking about, and so everyone knows that you've kind of made your exodus out of the Portland area, right? Out into the into the boonies, but uh, chalet, which which is just like you know the ideal that we're all reaching for. Uh, but uh, you were saying you were running into some strange entities out there. Where we where were some we creatures? <laughs> creatures. Yeah. I don't know about entities. <laughs> okay. Not so much. Not oh. so much. There's a lot of wildlife. There's a lot of deer. And a lot of hawks, a lot of owls. And then um, I was driving down my road about two weeks ago. And there's a lot of tree line and stuff. And some some areas that are like kind of like these micro forests. There's a lot of what used to be tree farms in this area. And so the tree farms have just kind of gone out. And now they're, they've let these tree farms go. So there's like these really dense patches of pines and firs that would have otherwise been um, Christmas trees. But they're really clustered together. And I saw this little critter crawling around between like like way down the road. Like so I'm I'm on a road and then like I'm going down this hill. And so there's this uh I guess there's like this big embankment that goes down to where this little micro forest is, which used to be a tree farm. And in between the embankment and these trees, I saw what I swear looked like a little bear, like a bear cub. But there are no bear here at all like there's no history of bear here and it was not a cat and it was not a raccoon and it was not a dog it looked more like a bear than anything else but it it seemed really small i don't know what it was but it was just this weird animal crawling around down there and not fucking anything up but just just being in a little animal and it was just really bizarre so there's all kinds of there's all kinds of nature here and, and the, the savagery of nature has revealed itself in so many interesting ways, like lost some chickens. There's lots of hawks and birds of prey, like where we live here, we call it the chalet and it's a uh, really lots of trees all around us. And uh, for some reason, like every species of bird in this area tend to hang out on our property. <laughs> so it's like an aviary every yeah. single day. There's like 25, 30 different birds that are just partying all the time. And we were trying to call in the crows and bring the crows around and get them familiar and get them to like us. We want the crows to like us because the crows get along with the chickens, but they also keep the hawks at bay because crows and hawks don't like to fight that much. Mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, owls will eat hawks. Owl, hawks will eat chickens. Chickens and crows get along. Um, so it's just been it's been really interesting, kind of like getting uh, getting our toes wet in this sort of like farming agricultural community with being a couple city people that we are. Mm. Yeah, that's great, man. That's so it's cool. been super great. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like I don't know. Like that's just been a topic of conversation over on this end too, for a long time. Like, yeah. what are we gonna do? And then it's just weighing the options. So I've I've been lucky enough. I found a little cabin to rent, like about 16 miles outside of town, which is super cool. Um, but it's, still, right. it's just on a property, you know, with some other little little tiny houses and stuff like that. So you know, I'm, I'm making an exodus there. But you know, the conversation on this end has just been like, is Oregon viable at all yeah. at this point? Yeah. You know. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say, man. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I, you know, Matt, my lady and I talk about it all the time. We're always yeah. questioning, uh, you know, are they going to do another lockdown? Did they make their point? I tend to think so that they made their point. I don't think that anyone can afford to do another lockdown. The, the precedent has been set that people will go along with it to the nail, whether they want to or not. We don't have any choices in this matter. But I just don't think that there is well clearly anyone listening to this or you or anyone else knows that there is no fucking emergency at all <laughs> right. yeah yeah so the reason to have a lockdown would be of another emergency and they're trying to you know it's so funny to watch these psychopathic liars produce these fabricated bullshit stories about variants and all these new things and now you know the topic du jour is the vaccines the vaccines do nothing against the coronavirus the variants of this big wild card we never saw this coming which is all <laughs> lies yeah right. totally totally and since the variants themselves have proven out to be nothing more than nothing farts in the wind yeah. literally <laughs> yeah, no, totally. no emergency measure needed to lock anyone down again but it doesn't matter because because we've been through what we've been through and because the economy is in such a state of desperation now with people that actually have businesses, um, they want to keep those businesses going. They, they, they want people to be out in the streets buying stuff and doing things like normal, like a new normal. But I don't know if you guys noticed it, but around in Portland, which I'm there almost every other day, there's hardly anyone anywhere doing anything. Yep. Yeah. Same Even here. though there's, yeah. there's no, I mean, there's, yeah, there's mask mandates, but for all intents and purposes, Portland is open. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. You know, but there's no one out doing anything. Right. Yeah. Well, those there's masks. Getting, there's not even anyone getting vaccines. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to, because, you know, we have to remember, these people are liars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They lie about oh, yeah. everything. And so when they produce numbers about how many millions of vaccines are going out the door every day, to believe that yeah. is stupid. They're liars. They yeah. lie about everything. Right. They lie about those numbers. I've driven by those mass vac sites and there's no one there. Totally. Right. Totally. Right. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that too. I've seen other people posting like live streams, you know, of that, of that similar, similar thing too. But like, you know, in, in my position in the matrix, so the person I am in the matrix requires me to be around a lot of these people, right? And, sure. uh, and it's kind of interesting because I <laughs> just literally today just came from uh, situation where it was like a big like outdoor event and everyone was there and it was like supposed to be like this big gathering and get together but still all in app and masks like up to their eyeballs dude like just still to see who could who could have their mask up the highest you know <laughs> they were all outdoors it was like the biggest competition to see who could like it was just insane dude and i'm just like but i can't even see through mine yeah exactly and exactly and, and it's like dude the topic of conversation 
Like, I had multiple different interactions with people, and the first thing that's like, so did you get your vaccine? Did you get your vaccine? I'm like, I'm like, uh, no. And they're like, oh my god, you didn't get your vaccine? And it's just like, like that's the trendy, cool, hip thing right. to do it's now. That's just like, oh. Exactly. Oh, it's exactly. insane. It's, it's a status point. It yeah. doesn't, it, it's all it is. And this is a weird thing, because this, we've been in the midst of class war for decades and decades and decades. Probably, I mean, really, essentially, since the founding of the United States has been a perpetual class war. And now this vaccine thing is like, it's like a low hanging fruit, it bottom is. rung, low yes. class, class war thing, yep. you know? So all the slaves are gonna compete with themselves socially <laughs> to see who's so going true. to get so the true. vaccine. And if you don't have it, then that's another part of that social pressure, yeah. Uh, yeah. that corrective state that of the new normal that we're, we're in, we're not going to, we're there now. Well, I want to say that I am pushing back in my own quiet ways. I joined a dating website, <laughs> and there's a place where you can say what a deal breaker is for all of your suitors to read. And I wrote, if you took the COVID vaccine, there is zero chance that we will ever be physical in this life. Pass. <laughs> so I have to stand, stand hard for the real virtue. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen all of these different articles i haven't really delved into them yet but articles about babies getting breast milk from you know like milk banks from mothers who were covid vaccinated and then ended up with terrible rash and kidney failure and liver failure and all these two dead babies that i've read lady that got a vaccine and breastfed her baby who was dead within 24 hours like i just i'm not swapping spit or anything else with anybody that's taken this vaccine it's just crazy to me i feel like that we all can still be like so strong on the real you know, principles, but the, but the whole virtue out there, like when I'm swiping left over and over, so many of these people have the, I'm vaccinated, or I saw one uh, a few days ago and it was uh, one vaccine and still mask. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, you're a tough guy, aren't you you're left? A, you're, you know? a <laughs> so. yeah, you're a tough guy. And, and, and to me, like I was like, she was saying this before the show and I was like, dude, you, like, you need to actually take it a step further. Like not only, you know, you have to be very, have discernment and not only are you dating people who have not had the vaccine, but you need to make sure that they have not dated anybody who's had the vaccine. You need to make sure that they right. have not dated anybody who's dated anybody who's had the vaccine or slept with anybody who's had the vaccine because yeah. like that is a potential delivery system for whatever the hell it is yep. they got going on. I mean, it's just well, it's like, exactly what it is. It's a delivery yeah. system. It's not a vaccine. It's an right. operating right. system. Yeah. It's a medical device. Yeah, certainly, mm -hmm. certainly. But I mean, I, I personally, I'm, I, I am not as optimistic that, that this thing is done. I, I truly believe that this, this is the start. And this is oh, going to get worse. I'm with you. Yeah. This, is, this is just the first warm-up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, well, what I am really ultimately worried about, though, for at least in the near future, is that the thing that we've been talking about this entire time is the pathogenic priming with this vaccine. These people that are getting the vaccine, if we're going to see this immune enhancement where all the ferrets that died in the 17 years of trials they did on the first SARS uh, vaccine that they tried to make, uh, all the ferrets died because they got immunity enhancement. Basically, when they're re-exposed to the virus, the virus, instead of being fought off by their immune system, it latched on and, and it killed the ferrets. You know, I, I yeah, think the hyperimmunity. Yeah, the hyperimmunity. So I think if, if we start seeing that, which there are signs that I there, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but you know, I've there's I've heard doctors say that we are seeing signs of this already, and uh, and if we, I think we start seeing people take the variants, are that's the excuse, right? So yeah, that's the, that's the perfect vehicle. Yeah, then in the year in a year when people start dropping off or yeah. developing all kinds of crazy shit, they'll yeah. continue to lie, yes. which is what yes. they do, yes. and they'll blame it on something else. Yes. 
Yes. And we'll still be ecological, biological terrorists, every one of us. <laughs> of course, of course. Anywhere at all. <laughs> because this is all about a biological prison state. It's not even about control right. as much as it's just data. That's kind of where 100%. I'm circling the drain on this thing. But it's like, for the last year, I was like, this is about freedom. This is about choice. This is about control. And while all those things are still, you know, valid, real issues and real points, those are all still vehicles. The bottom, I think the end game is just reducing every single aspect of life on earth down to data, which can then be traded on markets yeah, that certainly. we are forming with, with this, yes, this yes. zoom meeting right now is yeah. not stopping that data flow. Right. Yeah. Well, I was just the, listening. That's, um, the, that's the crusher. Yeah, I was There's, just you know, we have no choice if we want to continue doing what we want to do, whether we want to have a conversation or we want to uh, enroll in something or take a class. Everything is online and that all of those things is not about your safety, man. It's not about protecting other people. It's about fucking data. And they know that we don't, but they do. Some of us have an idea of it, but it's all about data. It doesn't matter what data it is. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad or negative or patriotic or anarchist or free or enslaved. All of it is valid and all of it is valuable and all of it is traded every single day. You're so right. And I just I just heard uh, uh, was the propaganda report with Monica and, and Brad. They just had uh, Allison. I can't remember her last name. I will get the reference for her. But uh, she was talking about this exact same thing and just just how we are what the, the stock market's going to become. We're, we're the what they're going to be betting on in the future. That's that's what this is all about. Right. Like we we are the, the next market. Yeah, we are the futures market. And it's just it's, it's a whole it's a whole new definition of bonds. Yeah. And treasury bonds, which is yeah, bond. Certainly. What is a bond? A bond is bondage, bound. Totally. Shackled. Like chattel. Which is, that's the livestock. Yeah. That's but yet we all have this illusion that we have this choice and we have, and then that choice illusion is perpetuated every, with every single new development. Yeah. And, and that's part of, that's part of, that's part of economics, that's part of society, that's part of growth, that's part of capitalism, it's also part of, uh, socialism and, or, or whatever, because there's really a very fine line between the two, honestly. Um, every single new development, every single business that is started as a result of the consequences of this last year is creating more yeah. avenues for growth, more economic things, and those things doesn't fucking matter what kind of money or crypto, doesn't, none of that shit is, none of that shit matters. It's all data. Yeah. And that's fucking crazy to think that every single human body, human face, every activity, every action, every every notion, every move you make is a one and a zero in some in some cloud being analyzed, consolidated, and sold. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's gross, but it's it's, it's weird. It's so true. And in, in parallel with what they're doing with the depopulation, with all of it, right? Because this kind of the the it still goes back to like you know, you saying about this being a zoom call and like, you know, the six feet apart and the staying masked, even, you know, all the, the recommendations some months back where you say masked even during sex and, you know, all the billboards <laughs> that were going up about how the best gift you can give your child is to let them be an only child. 
and how the vaccine is, you know, potentially sterilizing people. I mean, this all goes hand in hand while they're, you know, yeah, they're mining us completely, but they're also making sure that we don't carry forward. Um, and it's, it's, that's the part that keeps waving in my face the biggest. Like I'm just, it surprises me when people go more and more like two masks, three masks, six feet apart. Let's not have sex. Let's, let's only talk through this. Let's only talk through this, but with our masks so that we can be extra virtuous. And I'm just like, it's so clear. And it's interesting to me because the generation that I thought would not be brainwashed on this are the ones that are have the the sheep at the front of the line you know the 20 somethings the teens the 20 somethings even the early 30s they're they're just gone to this and i i mean it makes sense when you think about the school system that they're all coming from especially over the last 20 years so i guess that makes sense but um we really lost something on this generation that came up behind us all you know well they also never lived i mean they they weren't there before they weren't really there before uh the digital age well, before the digital age and, and pre nine eleven, yeah, yeah. I'm not to say that pre nine eleven was some sort of golden era because it certainly wasn't, but that was the, that was again another lie vehicle mm-hmm. to usher in. I just just to ratchet up a little bit the first the first uh, wave of the surveillance state. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I love the fact, which is a perfect analogy, is like you know, I mean, there was a guy that tried one time unsuccessfully to light his shoe on fire in an airport. Yes. And we still take our shoes off every single time. And we've been doing it for over 20 years without a thought now. Now it's just normalized. It's yeah. just and how many, how many terrorists do. is the TSA catching? Right. You know? yeah. Shoes and, and belts just, and, yeah. and x-rays things, that look all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Things are so great right now with, with, the, with the new administration, which is just the same as the old administration, yeah. which is the same as the old administration before that. You know, um, I love that. I love that meme, that clip of Obama talking about like, Michelle would hate me if I said this, but I'm going to say it. If I could just be in the back behind someone and have someone else taking, you know, my input and saying things for me, I would definitely run again. You know, yeah. like that's, that's, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that's kind of what's happening. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. You know, I mean, it's, it's the exact play. As soon as, soon as Sleepy Joe touched down, we're in the Middle East fucking shit up. Yeah. Yep. Stock market's back. All the neocons are back in place. Yep. And yeah. all the same points, all the same uh, trigger points that were so prevalent, all the shootings, the terrorism, yep. Yep. domestic terrorism, everything's back. We're back, baby. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. totally. So I have to admit, you know, I, I, we when we are wrong on this show, when I'm wrong, I will come forward and I will admit when I'm wrong, right? And I, I stood firmly on the fact that we would be full-blown war within 60 days of Biden getting in office. So I was wrong. I, I fully wrong, thought that we but, would be at civil war but, now, too. Well, not civil war. I'm saying war, like like actual oh, war. Oh, like, like war with be, other countries? We would be in a new war with a different I country. thought we would be at war within our, Although, with I our neighbors say, by I will now. Have, yeah, I will have to say, though, that... Uh, uh, you know, we have escalated like the bombings in Syria and then just like the, the war rhetoric is just getting ramped up, you know, just like, what's the death media, count from right? that, from the bombing in Syria, by the way, because it was all the mass were to, if we only save one life, right. Oh, it wasn't yeah. that if we could just save one life, but then we fucking bomb Syria and That's then everyone's confused about why we had a shooter here from, you know, a Syrian shooter. Like, yeah, that... Well, those people over there, they're not real people. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. Damn it. I forgot. Okay. They're right. over there. All right. That's right. We're right. here. Yeah. <laughs> We're number one. Yes. Bomb finger <laughs> number one. Yes. We yeah. used to be. So, Did, were we ever? I'm not sure. They I made us know, believe man. it. I'm going to claim one prediction that I was right on is that the, the media is still blaming Trump for everything. Oh you know, gosh, how, yeah. how many months later, it's still Trump's fault, right? 
Well, of I course. Saw, I well, saw, because he's secret president. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I saw. I just happened to be flipping through it. I saw like an MSNBC headline, and it was, and they were trying to say that Tucker Carlson. The headline was Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. So they they need to find a new bad guy. They haven't been able to pin one yet. So I think they're trying to make Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson the new Donald. Well, the media Trump. needs a, a Donald yeah, Trump. They need a Donald. They, Trump. they absolutely do. What are they going to do without him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could just they could keep cutting cutting Sleepy Joe's mic. That seems to be what they're doing really well so far. Oh. Yeah, when they finally let him out, <clears throat> and of course, and that's and that's also I think completely <clears throat> completely contrived and manufactured. You know, because if you guys remember, over the last four years of Mr. T, the bad oranges the administration, <laughs> they kept um, they kept fucking talking about Twenty Fifth Amendment that he's unfit. He's unhinged. Twenty fifth amendment. They're kind of warming yeah, this up. Yeah. And just giving this putting it in the lexicon and putting it in people's consciousness in the mainstream. The twenty fifth amendment is a thing. And if we had to, we can act on the twenty fifth amendment because he's unfit. He's unhinged. He's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. He's a fucking massage. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. What and Trump doesn't matter. The twenty fifth amendment doesn't matter. But the idea that it's there has now been locked in yeah. through our consciousness. It's part of our daily. And they're just, I think they're wheeling out that old corpse and letting him fumble the ball every single time on purpose. Yep. Because they want people to um, basically understand this guy, man. Wow, we loved him. We voted for him. But oh, come on. He's clearly <laughs> not able. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't really trust him that much. And then who do they got in the wings? You know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. cackler. Yeah. Cackler. Cackler. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like they were, I was listening to some podcast something, man, and they were playing a clip of, um, like, their voices are indistinguishable. Hillary and Kamala's voices are indistinguishable. If you listen to them, like, on a recording without seeing their faces, and then the cackle is the same Kamala thing. can't stop laughing. It's, it's the same, yeah, dude, it's insane. Because she's possessed. She's yeah. possessed. Yeah. Yes. The same She's dude. possessed by Joker demons. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oof, and insane. I think that they are just, she is completely under control of forces beyond, beyond Earth. Absolutely. I, think, I mean, seriously. But I, I agree with know, you 100%. And I can't prove any of it. It's completely speculatory, but I've never seen anything like that in my life. There is something so balls out brazen about her absolute psychopathy this is a not a psychopathic person because she's so calculating and cold-blooded and 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 uh and shrewd no she's a maniac out of her mind yes and if she had any sort of cognitive control over her body or her mind you really think that she would be laughing so maniacally and hysterically over everything every single thing right yeah wow she's possessed she is I agree. And so how does that happen? I mean, this person, you're talking about a woman who had, who had 0% support in the primaries. Yeah. Yeah. And yet she's somehow just edged into the vice presidency behind this corpse. <laughs> very well may not even be alive. The yeah. dude talked about his head was taken off twice <laughs> for brain surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I look at him, he doesn't look like what he looked like four years ago or no, 10 yeah. years ago, like I, the Gates is too. But I mean, this is way super conspiracy dark hole, but all the time when I see them, I'm like, these people are clones. Mm. These are, they, they, yeah. they have to be clones or they're somebody with those really good skin masks on top of like that. I don't Edgers. think that that's them. What'd you say? Edgars. <laughs> Edgar, Edgars, yeah. your skin's hanging off your bones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. It, it seems like, 
And like you say, like the whole fumbling thing, like Biden, Kamala, even uh, good old Nance, all of their behavior and the way that they interact, even, I mean, they're all public figures, but the way they interact in their own little environments with all their little supporters, like they're, they're so completely fucking unhinged. They're so totally unhinged and you can just tell I mean, there's something in the eyes, you know, like they're, the eyes are the window to the soul and there's something in the eyes and there's something in the behavior where they just, you know, and I always talk about things coming to like spiritual warfare, like, you know, that there's, we're beyond the terrestrial plane. There are things that are happening all around us. And, and it seems like it's so clear with, you know, a lot of these individuals with these three in particular, it's, it's, it's like they're mad. They're straight mad, like with demonic possession, like they're empty vessels and they have been indwelt by these dark forces. And that's and to carry out this ruthless agenda against humanity, who better? So, yeah. And I mean, I I couldn't agree more. I don't think that these are people that have the will to invite that in through invocation or ritual or or being aware of, of how to do those things. I think that they were just simply available. Right, because they were hollow. They were empty and, yep, they, yep. Rapid, vacant souls. Absolutely. Who have forfeited their integrity so many times. That yes. They left themselves like a, just a green light, like, enter here, we're open 24-7. <laughs> and I agree with Everything's you. Everything's on sale. I think, and I, like, my personal philosophies on all of that with people with these kind of psychopathies is that very thing. And I think it happens very young, but regardless, there's a choice that's made where somebody literally abandons themselves, you know, abandons integrity abandons honor aban- literally abandons what their inner voice which would be their conscience or their soul is telling them and they do that so many times that they're not connected to their soul you know mind to soul isn't connected anymore and that does give that green light you know for these things that are unseen but all around us it is a green light for them to come in and do their bidding through this human host who still believes in some small corners of their brain that they're in control of themselves when really they're they're not they're not because right. they're being influenced by something that's be that's more powerful than they are in the flesh. Right. So can you imagine what uh, I, I like to imagine what Kate Brown thinks? Oh gosh. When when she's clearly vying, she's jockeying for position in the yeah. next administration. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to govern Oregon for long. Uh, maybe because she'll be flushed down. Doubtful. Uh, but I think she's gonna. She's obviously gonna run for Senate, and then after that, she's gonna try to just make it over to D.C. and lock into the next administration. So that's some sort of cabinet position. Absolutely. And so to think these fuckers like Newsom and Kate Brown and uh, whoever that guy in Washington, he seems to be kind of out of the picture. Inslee. Lately. Inslee. Um, these people like either they're aware of that level of gameplay as far as yeah. um, you forfeit your integrity so much that you completely lost touch not only with your body but the terrestrial plane so you have no you have no agency over anything i wonder if they actually acknowledge that or if they still think that that's like that that's like a pursuit worth pursuing you know that that, that that's a path that they should travel to be uh successful i i honestly believe that kate brown is so fucking naive and so sheltered and so clouded in her own life that she thinks that she's really doing good things. And I think Gavin Newsom is the same. I think that they actually aren't so thirsty for power and control. I think that they are so blinded in their naivety to think that they're actually doing good things for people. And that if they can get up to the next level, they could do even better things for people. I think that they're so beyond 
the pale when it comes to um, being anywhere near on the ground level with the rest of us. Well, it kind of comes down to what, what I mean, but when you look at these people with these kind of, uh, you know, psychological, you know, predispositions, what is it when we say that, you know, they're doing what they think is best? Well, I mean, it's obvious that what they think is best is damning for all of humanity. I mean, in their, where they govern and, and worldwide. Um, I think, I, I think that, I don't think that, are, that these people really fully believe or understand that they're evil. I think that when you've been, you know, have these, de you're hosting demons, essentially, I think that that is literally what r wipes out discernment. Do we lose it? Hear us. Oh, Dean, no. are you there? Yeah. Okay. okay we, we had like a power, had surge. A power surge or something. Yeah, like everything went Hang black on, for a second. It's a tiny bit calm down around here, but but for the most part, like it's pretty, you can get these shameful, awful looks if you're not masked with everyone. Scott and I had an instance a couple yeah. months ago, mm -hmm. but it's just, um, it, it, yeah. Sorry, Let's, I, sorry. I, no, no you were great. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to, why don't we just cut yeah. it for a second and come yeah. back? Okay, well, I, I guess I'll uh, get going here. So I kind of wanted to get back to Dean, um, and I've listened to a couple of your newer ones about like, um, you know, dealing with, with schools and, uh, you know, obviously we just had some, I, I just heard some new rules that even in the next, the next year of school, they're going to be requiring children to mask and social distance for the 21-22 year. And, uh, and I know, uh, you know, you got out of Dodge like a couple months back, uh, I think around Christmas time, you know, and we yeah. have, we've been talking about this stuff a lot. Like, what are we going to do? Cause being in the city just is not really feasible in part of like, we've been really invested in our freedom cells and we're, we're talking to people that are trying to build community outside of cities and there's that. But then part of me is like, there's a part of me that's still connected to the matrix mm. and like, uh, well, there's, there's no leaving it. Ed. You gotta yeah. make, you gotta make terms with yeah. that. You gotta be able to figure out way that you can live with that reality there's no leaving the matrix yeah yeah but you can leave home yeah 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 right we're part i mean we're we're always talking about possibly moving like you know i'm looking at other states that are um a lot have a lot more freedom i i personally my my daughter has, starts kindergarten in september so i feel impending doom am i going to put her in this kind of system which i is just so against me and I, I i feel unfortunate for you but like i have a kind of a bonus that their the kid's mom is on the same page with this shit with me so like right. so she's well, like so we both oppose the masks and the social distance and like and what and the what, vaccine yeah and the vaccine of course yeah, of course um, yeah but um you know so i guess i i kind of want to hear like you know from your point of view like what how How's it working? What you've done? What I know what, how are you handling things? You know, um, I mean, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm handling it the best that I can just by remaining, trying to be as a, a critical thinker. And I'm my kid's seven, you know, she's not interested in, in, um, first of all, let me just say my kid does not give a shit about a mask. Yeah. She doesn't care one way or the other. Sure. All she cares about is hanging out with her friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, since the schools have been shut down, she goes to daycare, the daycare does, they basically are the third per the, the third party kind of intermediary, they manage the distance learning kind of stuff. Um, and it's because her mom and I, I mean, me, not so much, I've resigned my job, I'm on vacation forever. Uh, 
but her mom works and we both worked, you know? And so we, we, uh, we needed daycare. There's, there's no getting around it. Even though the daycare she goes to, I, I secretly think that they are also opposed to masks and all this shit, but they can't do anything about it because they're a business. Sure. And so I just try to, first of all, I never put a mask on my kid ever. Yeah. And I never, ever will. And I'll never take her to a place, uh, First of all, there's no place that's going to require her to wear a mask. Contrary to public opinion, there's no place that requires my kid. No one has ever gotten my face. No one has ever gave me the side eye. Maybe they do. I don't care. Mm, yeah. No one has ever said you can't come in here and you can't shop unless you put a mask on your kid. Her 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 mom um, does not want me taking her into certain grocery stores. And she and I and I was anyway with no mask until my kid was filming us one day on her little camera, and then her mom happened to see that video and then called me up and gave me hell about it. So I'm, as you know, the mask is the enemy. My daughter doesn't care about the mask. She doesn't sure. care about coronavirus. She doesn't care about if someone's a boy or a girl, if they're black, if they're brown. She doesn't care. She just wants to hang out, and yeah. so. I just try to remind her that um, this is never going to go away. The stuff, the, the what I call is the the bosses. I call it the bosses, the bosses that are in charge of everything. It's not that they don't like us. It's just that they're really rude and they're doing what they're told and their bosses are even ruder than them. Yeah. And so we have to just get through it, you know, but all, honestly, my kid doesn't like wearing a mask, but she likes hanging out with her friends. And if that means she has to wear a mask while she's in this, this daycare situation for, you know, hours, eight hours or so, almost every single day of the week, it doesn't seem to bother her as much as it bothers me. And that's where I had to draw my own line and realize that I can't, I can't supplant my ideology in my kid's mind. She's not ready for it. She doesn't care about it. She doesn't want it. And it would be wrong for me to do that. So I try to just um, encourage her to be free as much as she can be, you know? And so when we walk out of the doors of the daycare, uh, the first thing I say to her is like, let me see your beautiful face. I miss you. And it could have only been a few hours, you know, earlier in the morning, sure. you know, and then she rips that thing off. And I mentioned it in one of my shows, I think a couple of weeks ago, she was playing with her friends in the yard of this daycare place and her friends, all her little friends are masked up outside playing because yeah. all their helicopter parents are masked up standing there on their phones waiting for their kids <laughs> they secretly hate i'm sure yeah. to stop playing because it's time to go home and go inside of our safe space and her little friends with her mask are like pace put your mask on and she just i'm standing there and i know she's not doing this to impress me she just immediately knee-jerk reaction she's like no <laughs> and she's like put your mask on and she's like, no. And then one second later, they're all running together and playing anyway. It doesn't matter. Their kid was, this person's kid was echoing their parents, trying to maybe impress their parents. Yeah. Maybe trying to impress the parents of, the, of mm. you know, her friend's yeah. parents. Mm -hmm. But my kid didn't stand for it. She's like, no. And she said it again, no. And then they just went and played like it didn't even fucking matter. And so... And of course, my heart swelled, and I said, "That's my girl." <laughs> yes. I didn't. Yes. I didn't reward her for that, and sure. I didn't say that was really cool of you. Yeah, I just right. I didn't pay it any attention, right. you know. Sure. And so she she's only she's just bored, yeah. you know. And so that's been the real the real tough cookie is like trying to figure out creative ways to keep her occupied intellectually and socially over here in the country, 
Because when she's in Portland at her mom's, that's that's a whole other world over there. And I don't have any jurisdiction over there. And so I just try to provide her a life over here that's beneficial in a way that satisfies her primarily and then me. And I have a hard time with that. I have to constantly manage myself because I want to I want to protect her from all of the tyranny as well. Yeah. But I can't. That's one of the weird lessons about learn living out here. And it's not like we're super duper rural, but as we were talking about earlier, like the the cost of freedom is suffering. You know, yeah. and so we let our chickens run around the yard and there are hawks and they've mm -hmm. taken them away. They've wow. picked them right up off the ground. That's the cost. Like I could, yeah, we could, we could hem these birds into a little run and keep them in this place or we could let them be free. And hopefully they'll have enough sense to take shelter when it's time, you know? So in your situation, I mean, you have a parenting plan that seems like you guys are both on the same page and that's great and that could hopefully that stays hopefully that doesn't change yeah 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 um i don't know how difficult it would be for you guys to really focus on making trying to figure out how to pod yourself into some other like-minded groups to do homeschooling it's not difficult to do although it's more and more it's it's not difficult to homeschool it's difficult to find people that will trust you to watch their kids. And then you would have to have the commitment um, to trust them with your kid as well. So that's one thing. Homeschooling is not difficult. It's also, it comes with its own risk. That's another weird cost. That's a consequence of freedom is that there's a tremendous amount of risk involved. You know, you you could say goodbye to your kid, send her off to some house. You don't know what's going to go on in that house. Yeah. So there's, that's one option. It's a sticky one. The other option, again, like you guys are talking about relocating. I mean, have you really looked at what you can do with that? I mean, I don't know if you guys own your own homes, but um, I'm sure if you do own your own homes, depending on how long you've owned them and what you've done to them, you probably have a fair amount of equity. The only way that we got to where we were, that we are now from where we were, and, and I'm going to be totally honest, I understand and acknowledge that I am extremely lucky. We got extremely lucky, but we also took tremendous risks and we, we employed a scorched earth policy when we decided to make our move. By that, I mean, my lady sold her house that she had in Portland, $600,000. And I took all of my savings from my job, which wasn't a ton, but it was enough to float me for a good year. But before, um, I quit, you know, we bought this house. I have the really good credit. I had the quote unquote stable, good paying union federal job. So that looked really sure. good to, to the, to the loaners, the lenders of the money. Um, but what we did was we just looked at what we had together. We could afford a mortgage of $550,000, which seems like a lot of money. But when it came down to brass tax, we're paying, just about the same amount for this house as she was paying for her house alone in Portland. Um, but we could have never made that move unless she sold her house. And so that was a huge risk. And then of course, our buying this house was contingent on her selling her house. So I think if you're really planning on relocating someplace, you have to consider, you have to consider a scorched earth thing that there's going to be no going back. Sure. that you're going to burn that bridge back to Eugene yeah. or wherever yeah. forever. Yep. Yeah. 
I'm and that's super duper risky. And you're not going to, maybe if you go to a different state, you're definitely not going to know anybody. You might know a couple of people, but it's going to be a real, it's going to be your own great reset. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. It's true. But it's true. I, I guess, I guess, and maybe the, the bigger issue to, to me and I, you know, the mask is one thing that I am definitely put my foot down on, but the, the, the reason we've always put the, the mask, the foot down on the mask is because the mask is the vaccine, which is, and we'll see where that goes. Right. And I just, I, the way Oregon's going, I mean, I don't know if they're going to make it mandatory or if it's just, you're not going to be able to go anywhere without it. It sure does seem like we're going that direction. It and, certainly um, does. and, um, there are places that are not going that direction. Will they eventually? I don't know. And that's where I'm trying to do my research, um, and, and find out. But, uh, certainly there are a lot of other states and uh, honestly i'm trying to maybe be close to the border as well well i'm going know? to texas this next month yeah. just to i mean i don't know anybody feel, I have, it, I have out. A, feel yeah. it out like just yeah my my oldest daughter just got married a few weeks ago and she relocated to texas so she's in uh, san angelo which i think is sort of like several hours from any big city i mean i don't i've never been to texas so this i'm it's totally a shot in the dark for me but i mean I have um, a number of like friends, you know, acquaintances who either grew up there or still live there or live there all their lives. And now they're either here or like in Washington. And so they have some advice. So they have some feelers that they could put out and, you know, they've directed me and like, I want to check out like three or four areas that aren't necessarily all close to each other. So I'm trying to kind of plan this trip around like, you know, yeah, it's, it's a big deal because I'm literally leaving I mean, I don't have like all of the matriarchs and all, you know, everyone in my family is gone. I'm the oldest now. I'm what's left. Um, and I have, you know, three grown children, but I have three minor children. And, you know, I don't want to leave my grown children behind. You know, it's not that. But also I'm, you know, my 18 year old, my 21 year old, they can make their own decisions. And I have to I have to pray and trust that I've taught them to make wise choices and that they're going to be able to to do what's good for them. But my little guys, they can't make those determinations. And as it stands in our city now, our, you know, my kids will never go back to a school again. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, if I, if I, am I able to find, you know, like I, I know a lot of people who homeschool and have homeschooled. Our, my kids were in private school prior to the lockdown. So there's a lot of families who broke off and, you know, obviously are homeschooling now anyways. Now after school here has been, you know, allowed for them to go back but a lot of us at the school were like well no 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 we're not paying you to you know mask our kids if this is the ideology you're following then we all withdraw which is what happened so it's kind of a good you know thing if i have you know female friends and our kids are friends you know somebody wants to do it one day or another day but then my kids are never going to go to gymnastics my kids are never going to be in ballet my kids aren't ever going to play sports you you know really believe that though I do, yeah. You really believe that they're never going to do those things? Um, under these guidelines, I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't allow them to do if, it mass. What, what, what if they didn't care? I don't. What if I, the kids didn't care? I want them to care. I want them to care that their civil liberties are being taken can't, from them. You, you can't. They don't care about their civil. They don't care. Well, but if we don't teach means. them to care, then there'll be a whole I, generation I, that give it away easily. I, I get it. I totally get it. The, the thing I have, though, when I'm... I guess the point I'm trying to make is so we see what's coming down the pipe and we see that there is a, you know, a bio prison state yes. forming. 
Mm-hmm. But, and that's all apparent. It's apparent. And by apparent, yeah. it's through the appearance and it's through the promise. I think when it comes down to terrestrial ground level tactics, from what I can see in this region where I live now, which is only an hour away from totalitarian socialist communist Portland, and even in Portland, very few people actually are are abiding by it because they want to. Most people are doing it because they have to. And so I just don't think, I really don't think that... Um, Honestly, I don't have any plan for my kid. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, I guess. I just don't think that it's going to be so rigorously enforced in the next year. I think it's going to be at least a good year before these this bio prison is really going to be put in place and that they'll like be mom and pop stores and like uh, co-ops and tiny little micro gyms and gymnastics places like that, that are going to be enforcing this kind of stuff. I think they're going to be strong armed and intimidated to do so. I think many will resist. And I think, I think they'll see that it's, that it's a uh, very, very negative because I think a lot of people are not going to, like you said, they're not going to enlist their kids into these things. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's places here. I'm trying to find like a summer camp or like not a summer camp, but like a day camp or some classes. I mean, my kid wants to do gymnastics. It's her favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. My guys too. And I could take her to a class that doesn't really work out with my parenting schedule so much and I can afford to do it. And I know that when she goes there, she's going to have to wear a mask and that crushes me. But I know that she doesn't care. The joy she gets from that experience outweighs the discomfort that she experiences with wearing that mask. And to me, that's to me, that's more important. Oh, that's because different. I can't provide that joy for her. I can't teach her gymnastics or pre- present her in a, in a place where there's peers where she can interact with. And yes, she can't see their faces. And yes, it's dehumanized and it is fucking soul crushing and it's a goddamn crime. But uh, the joy she gets from just being around other kids her age and having an experience with them as dehumanized as it is outweighs the difficulty of having to wear a mask and my kid this is something I've been thinking about is she's seven now she doesn't she doesn't really remember being four and she's and by the time she's eight or nine she's not going to remember being five or six and so uh, it pains me to say but she is going to get used to this reality a lot faster than I am and she'll be able to see joys and experiences through this that I won't be able to see. And so I have to be able to be open to allow her to have those experiences and those levels of joy that I can't produce for her because I can't helicopter and protect her from everything. I have to mm-hmm. be able to encourage her to suffer and encourage her to go through difficulty and pain. Hmm. I don't know if that makes any. It's kind of a. It totally makes sense. I it's it's a it's a it's a unique perspective for sure. It's one that I haven't heard, and I think that it makes you know a lot of good sense. I will say, you know, as conscientious parents who love our kids, we're all doing the best we fucking can with what we think is best for our individual children in the midst of all of this monstrous bullshit. Um, Right. You know. So I mean, those are good points that you make. Um, you know, and they're, and they're definitely thought provoking. Um, for me still, I'm, I am 
I came to die on the hill. I, 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 I get it. You and know, like and, it. and yeah. it's, and it's, and again, but that's because I, there's just no way isn't it for me. I mean, and, but everyone, we're all different. You know what I mean? Like what you see her getting joy out of these things, you know, and, and you're able to see into the bigger picture and I'm looking at a different, you know, we're lo all looking and we're not, nobody's wrong here, but it's what we do with our own unique family units, with our own unique children mm -hmm. in the lifestyles that we're all trying to build for them in the future that we're trying to help them to adjust to. And, and you know, it's, it's very nuanced. You know, nothing is, not nothing, but many things are not just black and white. There isn't one clear path through. I mean, this is what we talk about here all of the time. There isn't just one clear path through. And that's why, you know, like these I mean, freedoms. there is one clear path through. You just take the damn mask off, stop complying. Right. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. But, um, but, you know, for me, at least with where I am in my life and with my situation, um, I, you know, my kids, they interact with other kids, but they're only maskless families you know i live on a hill where there's other families um and they play with those kids you know we go to the park obviously my kids are not masked there's plenty of families that are and they like you say they don't give a shit you know they're you know back and forth playing with whoever um but i mean probably because my kids are with me all the time so you know when we see people driving down the road with you know alone in their cars with masks all my kids will make you know comments and everyone you know they all notice yeah. and pick up on my kids aren't quite as young yeah. as your little your daughter right yeah, she's yeah. seven. Um, so, I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty vocal and I have been pretty vocal about, you know, all of this, the whole Agenda 21 thing. And, you know, my kids are pretty familiar with, you know, David Icke and, you know, <laughs> Alex Jones by now. They know what I do. <laughs> they listen to some of the podcasts we do. They watch the documentary that we did. Um, so that's not what's right for everybody. You know, yeah. and and so, I mean, I guess that's why for me, like with Texas and I don't know, like in my I have this picture in my mind, like, you know, it's going to be a chance to have a more wide. Like, I don't also I don't do well in this climate. You know, this the, the weather here isn't great. I don't thrive here anyways. But if my kids are thriving, then maybe I can see it through year after year, nine month winter after nine month winter after nine month winter. But I'm not thriving here. And further, when we have these nine month winters now with with the way that I do things, we're not going anywhere. They're not getting off my hill. We're not leaving my fucking house. They're not in school. We don't do online school either. I order our curriculum in from a private institution. So we just do workbook stuff. Um, totally adequate, you man. know, and, totally and it's, it's, you know, it's good. It's, it's fine. But that's also like, I would rather they were in school. You know, I would rather they were with their friends and sitting together at a lunch table and social. Like, yeah, I mean, I can. I'm not. We're all intelligent humans here. Yeah. We can socialize our kids. We get it. But it's. But it, there's a whole process. There's those a whole. Days, those days are over. Yeah. Right. There's those days are over. Right. And they ain't and, never coming back. Right. Right. And that's, that's, so, it, it just makes me so about, sad. I mentioned, I mentioned scorched earth policy. Yeah. You think these fucking assholes aren't doing the same thing? Yeah. yeah, right. That's true. We are through the door and there is no going back. Yeah. Those days are never coming back. Yep. yep. So the best that I can do for my little one is to, I don't want to, I don't, first of all, I have an obligation to protect and, and educate my daughter and I will, and it's not difficult, Right. but I don't feel like I have the right to implant my ideology into her. The best that I can do is to show her through example and experience that the mask is just stupid. Yeah, yeah. stupid. That it's just stupid. And if mm -hmm. she can understand and recognize that this mask is just a stupid thing, it it's it becomes so far beneath her 
spiritually, socially, yeah. psychologically, mm-hmm. that it's it's just the stupid thing we have to do. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. If I can strip the meaning of it and the fear that's behind it, then that's all the mask does. It yeah. just reminds people that there's something to be afraid of. Absolutely. If I can strip that out and just show her that this is just a stupid thing, yeah. you know, and then I think that's the best I can do because then she can, she can, in her mind, place that stupidity where it needs to be. And she could use that, that example of that exemplary, the exemplary stupidity of having to wear a mask to go in here, but then I can take it off. And mm-hmm. she can use that <laughs> as, a, as a focal point of absolute absurdity. And then she can measure future absurdities against that absurdity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really thought provoking, really good points to make for sure. Yeah. So it's just, it's just stupid. It's a stupid thing. And she knows it's stupid, but at this point she doesn't care about it. Maybe in a couple of years, she'll be fucking pissed. Yeah. And then when she's good and angry, that's when I'll hit her with the propaganda. That's when I'll hit her with the, <laughs> that's when I'll start to red pillar. Yeah. And she's know. good and pissed, but right now she's not pissed. Yeah. She's just annoyed and she's a little lonely and she's a little bored. Yeah. You know, but I think she's just not ready for um, she's not ready for me to implant my philosophy on her um, when it comes to that, when it comes because this is the thing. If I start to show her why it's stupid and show her why everyone is lying and how all the bosses are taking orders from other bosses and they're all liars, man, I'm going to fucking damage my kid. Hmm. I can't I can't do that to her because she still believes in magic and she still believes in fucking fairies and and wonders fantastic things that i know are not physically tangible i don't know she still has a belief in a world that is a positive wonderful place that's not run by fucking murdering crooks and that's the reality but i can't show her that because she's just not there yet i don't, I don't have a right to do that I don't know. I was gonna say, like my red pill journey, you know, has has landed me in a place where now I'm starting to be open to the idea of magic, right? Now, if we, because there are the dark forces, so there has to be the light forces, right? Like this spiritual journey, I realize it's all spiritual oh, yeah. warfare. It's all it's magic. Right. It's as magic as you want it to be. Yeah. It's probably magic in ways that we can't even perceive. And so I don't know. It might be. Yeah, we we practice we practice here at the house a little bit, just yeah. the small little things. Yeah. Just really practicing intention, mm-hmm. and so like we'll smudge the house. And we'll, you know, we'll, um, we just, uh, today I just built a humongous fire pit Nice outside this humongous, like six foot diameter rock wall thing, rock ring thing. It's badass. Wow. And we were thinking about firing it up tonight, but then we decided my lady that we're going to, we're going to wait until tomorrow night when Pace is here with us. And then we're going to do the initial burning and we're going to do a fire sacrifice. There you go of something that each of us really loves, some physical, tangible thing that we both really love that symbolizes something important to us that we're willing to burn and gratitude for having it and and an intention of creating more mm. of that thing, whatever it is, you know? And it's just these little tiny rituals like that that are really fantastic and my kid loves them because um, it, it imbues a sense of wonder and, and that's, fucking powerful man mm-hmm. that's powerful so i guess my biggest piece that, that separates me from because i agreed with everything you said dean and i think that what you're doing is you're looking out for your daughter and doing exactly what you need to for her. and i think your your situation you know you're doing the absolute best the biggest difference is in, in my make, instance make, make no mistake though ed 
I'm fucking up against the wall. Sure. Yeah. No, that's I'm what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wall of moms and a huge yeah. wall of Karens. I yeah. mean, my kid's sure. mom, and I don't want to sound like I'm talking mad shit, but I'm talking a little mad shit. She fucking, she's like a, she's a Karen, dude. Yeah. Like, sure, totally. That's where I'm up against. And yeah. so I could, I can do whatever I can do here within my realm. But when, when sure. the realms cross and we got to go over to the other dimension of Portland, like yeah. it's out of my hands. Totally. And I'm I was hoping I, that what I, what, I'm hoping that what I lay down and my experiences, yeah. the experience she has here with me in this life with me is, um, is resonant and sticks with her. And I, I totally agree. Um, and I do have, we have different situations. We just do. But for me, like the, the biggest thing is it comes down to is that vaccine. And, and I just, we've already had the bad experience with the vaccine with my son yeah. and really with my daughter as well. Both of them like had d bad reactions to vaccines. And so if, if that's uh, like the mask is not just the mask, the mask is going to become the vaccine, whether it's now or a little down the road. I, I think it's we're just lined up for it. Right. Like it's just that's coming, whether we're here or um, if we move, I think we might be able to dodge that bullet. Right. So that's that's really the biggest thing. And it, but also, though, there's kind of this um, the vaccine brings it to a whole new level. The mask, if it was just the mask, then maybe I could. Maybe I could, you know, if I believe. Sorry to shake my head at you. I'm, I'm just thinking in my own. But head if I talking. believe the mask was just the mask, like I there, it would be different. I just don't believe the mask is just. I think we all don't, right? No. Like we all we all don't. So no, you're right. Just, the mask is necessary yeah. for the vaccine. Yeah. The vaccines yeah. are necessary for the global surveillance state. Yes. Global yes. surveillance state is necessary for class war and for data collection. Yeah, and really, and I think we would all just agree again that it just more than anything it just makes me sad man it makes me sad to think what my kids are going to grow up compared to what i grew up in right like it just makes me sad and i'm just i'm just trying to do whatever i can to give them something better than what's being put forth to us right now right and so that, that's what it comes down to. And I, and I also want them because I, I don't think we're going to win this war right now, but I want my kid to be in place to be able to fight it in the future. You know, that's and and I again, I agree with everything you said like there. And there is some some things that I really glean something out of. It's just like don't don't implant my ideas. Right. But allow them to, to, to think critically for themselves. Teach them to cr think critically. That is that is probably the most yeah. important thing. Right. Like, well, the um, thing, the, the, you know, the thing, the thing to do, and I mean, I'm, I'm no fucking expert, dude, and I have no answers. But what I what I say, what I try to do is I try to live my philosophy. Yes. And so yes. I try to live it physically with all of my movement 100 percent of the time. And so that when my when my when I'm with my kid and we're I mean, we're driving around, we're at home, we're fucking watching movies, we're making dinner or whatever. I want her to see my philosophy and to see my ideology through my actions in our shared experience yes. so that I don't have to tell her or show her the facts or the reality of the world. I can just live and just be me. Yes. And hopefully she's paying attention enough to notice that I'm a little bit different than her mom or her mm. friend's yeah. parents or her teacher or whatever. <laughs> you know? That's fantastic. Wow. That's well said. Very well said. Yeah. Well, I wish all the teachers and all the parents were a bunch of Dean Reiners. That's for damn sure. I mean, tell you. Oh, we'd be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no way, man. Oh. But I, you know, I think I think uh, you know our kids have have a much better chance than a lot of people's kids yep. in in yep. the society we're living in today and in the direction I think things so are too, going. Man. You know, I think I really honestly, do. I think we have the advantage because we have 
we have, well, I don't want to say it sounds trite, but we have free will. And we still at this point, even if, <laughs> even if they start coming to your door, which will never happen, we still have, you know, we have the fire that's within us. And that fire is present all the time. And if you live your philosophy, if it's not just the, you know, something that you're interested in and you talk about with select people, but if you actually live it by, you know, not wearing a mask yeah. is one thing, yeah. you know, like never wearing a mask unless you absolutely have to. And then this is what I say, like, this is what I, what I do when my kid and I are in the truck and we're going to go into a fucking the hardware store or the, the corner store or whatever, I dig into the console and I pull out my dirty mandana and I say, oh, I got to cover my beautiful face. Yeah. I'm, I kind of make a joke out of it. You know, I sure. make it like this, this is this ridiculous thing, you know, and she never asks, she never asks to wear a mask. I never ask her to put one on. And I just try to show like how stupid this is. And, uh, and, and that's, and, and then she, you know, hopefully she thinks about that. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. And I, but I think she does because I hear, I hear it because her mom calls me and tells me like, did you tell Pace that all lives matter? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, I did, actually. Oh. Well, she's going to get in trouble. And I'm like, how was she going to get in trouble? This is a fun. That was a fun one, man. Last summer, I was like, do you tell Pace that all lives matter? I'm like, yeah. Well, that's not very cool. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me? Are you fucking trying to tell me that only certain lives matter? And are you trying to tell me that I should tell our kid? Yeah. That only certain life that she doesn't matter. That's what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're trying to tell me? I just want to be clear. Yeah. And, yeah. and once I put it back like that, she's like, then you know, I watched her fucking do a bunch of back steps and it was like, a, <laughs> you know, fumble the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. You know, and so yeah. I, I just, and it's not because I'm trying to indoctrinate my kid. It's because we were driving through Sandy, Oregon, and there was a little tiny protest. And she's like, what are all those people doing? And I'm like, well, they're all mad. And, a lot of you know those people are trying to say that certain people matter and certain people don't but the fact is that everyone matters yeah. you know that's the truth is that everyone matters those yeah. people are really important people and they're all mad and it's really good that they're mad because they're really fired up about something that they believe in it's like well what are they saying i'm like they're saying that only certain people matter and that's just <laughs> they're right but they're also wrong you know it's one of the things these are the conversations i have with my kid in the truck as we're driving through wherever we're going it's just like it's possible and it happens a lot that there are two things happening at the same time, that there's things that are right and things that are wrong at the same time. Yeah. And you have to be able to um, be open to that, you know, and she's her seven-year-old and she doesn't care. She's yeah. like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. Gonna go to the donut place. Yeah. Can we just yeah. get there? You know, but, and maybe, but because I told her, I was like, you know, everyone matters somehow. And it, this is the thing about little girls too. I don't know you know, what your guys' experience are with little girls, but there's a thing about girls and moms. I think Megan, you probably might know this girls and moms, man, little girls and moms, they fucking, they fight. They, they, there's a whole nother level of competition over there. And I think that my, my daughter, I think my daughter thinks I'm pretty cool, honestly. And I think my daughter repeats a lot of the things that I say, not because I'm pounding them into her mind, but I think because I, I think she thinks they're interesting. And I think sometimes she throws them back at her mom just to get a reaction. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, I saw that with my mom and my sister for sure. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a big thing. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah, for sure. 
Holy smokes. Well, any other final thoughts, guys? Well, I just I want to say one comment that has nothing to do with anything we've we've talked about, but um, I wanted to commend you on that. It was uh, the people you had on for it was the the Libya oh god thing yeah. that, that you oh, did. Yeah. The, oh, dude, the, the, that was just the, that was so amazing, and it all started yeah. with the, the it was the Deborah gets red pilled podcast. I think you were on where they were talking about flat Earth, and then that came the Gaddafi thing came out and everything, and uh, I I. And I don't know if you have just a couple of minutes to kind of just uh, talk a little bit about how that all came about, but that was that was really fascinating and just uh, mm-hmm. really woke me up to a lot yeah. of what's going on. Yeah, groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. That was that was really cool, man. So yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't on Deborah. I wasn't on Adam's show. Um, David Weiss contacted me after okay. doing Adam's show. Okay. Around that same time, and we did. We you know he did a flat Earth thing, and I didn't want to tell him like you know I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about flat earth, but I do respect you. Cause I've been looking at his YouTube channel for a while and I think he's a fucking badass. but I know he's a lot more than just flat earth. And so when we were talking about that, he mentioned something about Libya and the man-made river. And we were talking about water. Yeah. That was a really fun episode talking with him. Cause I had a couple other That's guys on the was. horn. Yeah. Um, I had Sean Alger, SB Alger and, uh, and my friend Mario, Mario and I, Mar- Mario and I just did a show yesterday. And it just came up about water being the source of life and then Libya and then Gaddafi. And I repeated the same talking point that I was programmed to say, yeah. which was that I saw, you know, Gaddafi get sodomized in the yeah. street and blah, blah. And anyway, it just came about that David just mentioned, it was like, well, you know, those people weren't, those people weren't fucking, those people were all shipped in. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't doubt that because that's part of how things happen. But I wanted to know more. And so I reached out on my on the tail end of that episode to some listeners on my show. And then a guy named Rome Sorrento um, hooked me up with the website of Jimmy and Joanne Moriarty. And I emailed them. And they, you know, they kind of groomed me for about a week. We did some correspondence back and forth. To, they wanted to know if I was kind of a legit person. I told them, like, you know, I'm a ghost. I'm a nobody. Um, but I do have a podcast and I have a pretty substantial listener base that I made up all organically with very little social media presence or anything like that. And yeah. so they came on and told me all about that. And then they told me all about the real deal of, of, uh, of Libya and, and Gaddafi. And it changed my mind. It marked me. Um, it really did. It really, it really fucked me up to, to learn about, to learn a real story from eyewitness boots on the ground for the duration of that conflict as, as long as they were there. And then moreover, like what happened to them as a result of mm. their experience yeah. and how that was a concurrent attack situation that I can tell you because we still, we still correspond, uh, Jimmy and Joe, J- Jimmy and Joanne and I, we still email back and forth. They're still getting attacked all the time wow. by, uh, by, fucking operatives and intelligence people just just it's just harassment it's not like they're being physically attacked but they're just being harassed like their internet is always being fucked up and their phone lines are always being fucked up and then there's people on and off their property that they don't know and and a lot of it yes it could appear to be paranoia but a lot of it isn't yeah and then just after texas experienced that ice storm they had a real a real um bunch of gnarly situations happened to them around this just with the same kind of attacking the same kind of harassment and then about a week later uh jimmy died jimmy had a heart attack much i didn't realize that yeah yeah oh man so yeah so that you know so that's kind of how that story concludes a little bit but not finally because you know joanne is still around 
um, but she's she's moving out of Texas. She's actually looking to relocate maybe somewhere in Oregon. Wow. Um, my lady does her? real estate, and so we're going to maybe try to help her find, or at least just kind of give her a give her a glimpse of what's available right now. Sure. Is a really honestly to kind of to kind of circle back a little bit, some Jen Saki circle back. <laughs> um, to what we were talking about as far as you know scorched earth and leaving everything behind very valuable very good way to do things very very risky but now is not necessarily a good time to buy but if you got to go you got to go yeah you know so 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 that's what happened but i mean yeah but those those shows fucking were were powerful and mm -hmm. jimmy and joanne are real real national treasures man i mean they're real fucking heroes they're badasses and uh and so i'm just super grateful for the opportunity I talked to um, I talked to David Weiss a little bit after our talk, and I told him I'm going to talk to these, you know, Jimmy and Joanne, and he's like, "Oh, I know those guys. Yeah, they're totally legit. You should totally talk to them." Yeah. And so I did, and it worked out. Um, I haven't, you know, I sent I sent David Weiss the episodes. I don't know if he's listening to them or not. I don't really care, but yeah, those are some of the I think some of the most important podcasts I've ever done, and uh, and it's fucked up because. You know, nothing like <laughs> the worst, the worst possible outcome is, is, is happening. I mean, not only did Jimmy die, he had a heart attack. Maybe it wasn't natural. Maybe it was, I don't know, but we're right back in the same administration. I mean, it's basically the Obama administration, Biden administration that was take, that, that was doing all that shit, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and now we're right back in that area, fucking shit up again. So it's like this, this concurrent never-ending shit parade i don't know i did i i, I tangent off about that and it, it, i get emotional about it because it just it just pisses me off to, to to know that like how how little how of little importance and it's been 10 years that no one even fucking cares no one even thinks about or talks about gaddafi mm -hmm. you know and there's yeah. very few people i see that are actually talking about gaddafi in an interesting way one of them actually was a legal man i don't know if you guys listen to legal man yeah yeah i've been listening to the squad the quash right the quash yeah yeah, quash. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i've been supporting him on patreon yeah. and he did an episode about a you know, maybe two three weeks ago where you know how he does he does he yeah. has a really he <laughs> he does his thing <laughs> yeah. but he mentioned in one of his things just talking about Gaddafi a little bit. And it was really, really interesting because it's nice and refreshing to know that legal man is, he, he sees it the same way that I saw it yeah. after talking with Jimmy and Joanne. He's yeah. like, you know, there's, there's a lot more to that story. And we're, you know, we're talking about an administration that fucking ran out of bombs. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's fucking, it was an amazing experience talking to those people, and I'm yeah. really glad to know that they're my friends, and and that yeah. uh, maybe I can maybe I can help maybe I can help Joanne. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, that's definitely a landmark episode, and you know you've been doing a lot of good work over there, and you know I, I really hope that all our listeners go find you, support you. You've done like the Tracy Twyman series that you did, yep. you know, early mm -hmm. on, like in like what like 35 through 30. I'm always recommending it, so I think it's 35 through 38. Episode 35 through 30. I'm like, you guys, go yeah. check yeah, out I'm, Dean I'm, 35 through 38. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to do more stuff. I'm trying to get something together to do some more episodes about Tracy, but no one yeah. wants to talk about her. I bet. Wow. What about uh, Clyde? Clyde Lewis? Yeah. Out to him? Yeah. No. No. Um, I just it's not that I feel like he's compromised. I, I just see. don't really feel like he's in a position to 
the thing about it when it comes to her, which is unfortunate, yeah, is everyone suspects everyone of everything. Totally. And so, and 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 even though that suspicion is really high, and who, and I don't know anything, man, yeah. and I don't think anyone else knows anything, and it just seems like a lot of circle jerking. And I would like to do more. I would. I wish that there were people that were actually doing more investigation type stuff, but yeah. there's not because no yeah. one wants to say anything. No one wants to talk. Yeah. And I do have contact with people who were very close to her, very very close to her um, throughout her whole career, and even especially towards the end. And none of those people want to talk either. Wow. And so I'm just kind of at a loss. Like I can, I can, you know, I can recreate some of her work in the form of some podcast episodes and I can yeah. research her stuff and present it in a different way. And that's great. Cause I think it's important to keep her legacy alive and to keep yeah. her work, you know, um, uh, relevant. I just wish that, um, more people would be willing to, to speak about their experiences with her candidly, but there's mm -hmm. a real muzzle for people when it comes to her yeah maybe give it some time you know i don't know it's, i'm afraid that's not the answer i think yeah. the time is gonna just make it go away because wow. we're dealing with an onslaught never-ending news cycle totally of fucking hyperbolic bullshit yes yes yeah absolutely wow but i do appreciate you guys uh, shouting me out though on that Dude, i really do it's cool yeah no you you do amazing work man we, we love your like, podcasting yeah, yeah. hey um, thanks man for sure sir yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. all big fans and we would always send our listeners your way oh yeah for sure so uh speaking of like tell us how to listen and support you well i'm glad you asked <laughs> <laughs> i have a podcast called up is down and it is available everywhere you get your podcast i do it all by myself i produce everything on my own it's a one-man show I'm kind of a rarity in that way it's a lot of work but i love doing it and i'll always do it and i'll be doing more of it now that i'm essentially a free man and I've resigned my career. Um, but people can support the show, which is always appreciated. I try to return every email and I acknowledge everyone who produces the show because that's the thing is the people who support the show are producing the show. They're actually paying the bills. And so you can uh, always check out the links. I have a PayPal link to support the show. I accept any kind of support. I have a crypto link on the show notes page. You can go to deanreiner.com and support the show. You can check out all the bunch of artwork that I do on the side. Um, but that's basically it. I'm trying to get on to this podcasting 2.0 thing that yeah. Adam Curry from yeah, No yep. Agenda is yep. doing. And I'm, I guess you could probably find me on Sphinx Chat and Breeze, Breeze Tech. Yep. Yep. Um, you can donate crypto. You can set your own wallet, all that kind of stuff. I'm still kind of learning it. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the show, yeah, up is down. Um, anywhere you find podcasts, my favorite podcast app is Podverse, which has mm. been really cool. It's a good, it's a good app. Um, but I'm I'm all over the place, and you can also find me on Twitter. It's I'm I believe I'm I'm me. I'm at Up Is Down Podcast up on Twitter. Down. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. And Up Is Down Podcast at Gmail. Yeah. If you want to write uh, letters to me, I love all the correspondence. I get a lot of people that email me all the time, the oh, same yeah. people and new people all the time. It's been really, really cool. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Dean, thank you so much, thank brother. So Appreciate much, it, Dean. dude. We'll Always go, good thanks, time. Dean. We'll have to go hit another comedy show up there one of these days. Yeah, we'll come yeah. up. Dude, sure. I would love it, man. Yeah. I would yeah. love it. Awesome. If you guys find yourself up near, um, I know you're not too far from Salem. I'm yeah. only about 15 minutes away. Okay. It's been fun watching this stuff go on in Salem. I mean, I mean, I don't go watch it. I drove. Yeah. So yeah, what was it? it was March 20th. I, had, oh, yeah. I went into Salem. I went in to go get something. 
and I drove by the Capitol building because it was supposed to be a really big, yeah. important day. I think, you, yeah, we were, we were emailing, we were texting a little bit that day and there was just nothing going on. Yeah. And there was maybe like 20, 20 protesters. And, yeah. but yet for some reason, the last couple of days, there's been a lot of violence yeah. and a lot of Antifa and a lot of stuff going on in Salem right now, like right now, currently. Yeah. Really? I don't yeah. know what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know. But if you guys find yourself over here, man, um, yeah, let me know. And, uh, okay. maybe we'll have fucking have a barbecue. We'll light a big fire in the fire pit. Sounds great. Too. Awesome. Love to, for sure. We'll right. plan on it. Hell yeah. All right, Dean. Well, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Dean. Dean. All right. Cool. Good night, brother. Thank you, guys. We'll Peace. see you. very much. Peace. Good night. Everybody, that was Dean of the Up Is Down podcast. Please go and find him. And thank you for sitting in with us and supporting us. It's good for me to be back here with these yes, guys. Megan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. it took a little minute, but here right. I am. So a fully formed Truthzilla. A fully formed Truthzilla. Yes. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. All right. Ding. <laughs>